Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. <laughs> I get I get a kick out of that too, you know. I know it's fun. Uh-huh. So um, today is February eighteenth. It's a Wednesday. Me and the doctor who's in the house uh, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> we're uh, starting uh, session recording two, and um. Um, we're going to like talk about what happened last week and uh, talk about what we're going to talk about for today. And then um, what else? We are going to um, uh, find out, you know, stuff. So, you know, we'll just go into it. So we were talking just before I hit the button about you um, being with a man who's in grief mode. Uh, he's grieving over, you know, relationship. And I, I said something. I really was waiting to uh, to drop it on you before, but I mean, drop it on you later. But it just is just like it was just so obviously clear um, that I just felt like, you know, now I guess now it's time to really say it, which is that um, um, he's not available for you from a relationship st- a lifestyle standpoint. One of the things I'm going to talk about in another session is um, uh, whether or not a man can fit into your life or not. Um, how to tell if a man is mature or not. And, um, you know, like there's there are, um, I guess I would call them commandments uh, in, in, uh, to relationships. And there's also stages to relationships. And these are going to be different sessions because, Every one of those things takes up a whole session, <laughs> okay? Um, it just does. But um, I really uh, don't get emotionally unavailable. I just don't get it. I understand that. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I just, I've never been that. <laughs> and then I've been emotionally available my whole life. I can't. Like my heart has been open forever. Like it's uh, it's it's my truth. Like I don't know. Like he's logical. He's dead. I don't know. I just, um. Well, when we were at, it, it was supposed to be brunch and it turned into dinner because like everything got pushed back. But one thing that you're talking about maturity. Um. He was, we were talking about social dynamics, and he was like, oh, I love social dynamics. And then he started talking about, um, he's like, when there's, like, three girls sitting at a bar, you know, you go up to the least attractive one. because, And then the other girls are like, wow, he's, like, witty and funny. Why isn't he talking to me? And he's like, I hate playing those games or something about games. And I'm like, I, was, I, my, I couldn't believe he was telling me this. And I said, I said, why do you even have to play games? And then... 
he, he like, kind of caught on that he totally shouldn't have said what he said, but he was saying it in present tense. And um, he was talking about Long Island where he grew up. And I, I said to him, I was really calm, and I said, I was so proud of myself. I said, um, speaking of social dynamics, um, how do you think that made me feel what you just said? And he totally knew. He asked up, you know, and he apologized. And he, like, grabbed my hand, like, under the table, and he's like, I am so sorry. He's like, I can say stupid things sometimes, and but I, as arrogant as I can be, I, I can admit when I do something, you know, wrong. And he, he felt really bad, and he, and he was like, I, like, I was talking about, like, in the past, like, years ago. He was like, I'm not even, and so, and I'm like, well, thank you, and, and I forgave him right away, and I'm like, he's like, I'm not perfect, I'm like, I'm not either, you know. So it was like I felt close to him, like after that. And then actually on the phone, another, just so you know more about me, um, you know, where he, he was talking about going to this, this Valentine's party, this like sexy thing, whatever. And then he's like, well, we'll do brunch. And then, and then I said, I wanted to figure out, like, are we having dinner? Because I didn't know. And I said, um, I said, well, what, what's the plan later? Like, should I bring my costume down? Um, he wanted to go look at costumes together, but he didn't know I'd already gotten one. Um, and and he, he, you know, this boob wall that was being done at his place, it turned into they also were casting vaginas. Like, he didn't have anything. He, he didn't cast them himself. Well, he cast the actual mold that he didn't, you know, touch the women or whatever, but they were doing that in his room. Like, 20 girls came over. And he was, like, telling me this when I got there, and I was, like, and he showed me, I was, like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And he was really cute, like, he's, like, I didn't go in the room, like, they wanted me to do it, blah, 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 but, you know. Um, but he said, um, when we were on the phone, he, before, he was, like, yeah, we'll, we'll just meet at the party, like, you can go back home and get changed, and we'll meet at the party. And the part of me was, like, sad, like, oh, we're not going to have dinner, it's not as special, you know. And then I was like, okay, perfect. And I hung up, and I, I called my friend. I got, like, really emotional when I hung up. And I was like, he wants me to meet him at the – because I was like, well, how do I – he's like, I'll come out and get you and walk you in. Obviously, you're calm. So I texted him, and I said, I'm really not – I go, I'd feel much more comfortable if we went to the party together. Can I meet you somewhere beforehand? And he called me right away. And instead of texting me back, he, he said, of course. And I said, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have my bag with me and everything. I don't want to take it to the party. Um, and then because we had to wait for the people to pick up the boob wall, our brunch turned into, like, a 6.30 dinner. Um, and, and, like, we had to get a, a costume and everything. And so then when we we had that little instance at dinner, and then when we walked out, which we kind of went on autopilot again, and he's like, okay, so you're going to go get ready, go change, and then I'll meet you at the party. And I stopped, and I'm like, wait, meet me at the party? I thought we talked about this. And he was like, oh, no, no, yeah, we're going to go together. He's like, you just come meet me at, at my place. <laughs> so, and this boo ball was really important to him. Like, you know, I going to that party, he was very affectionate. He kissed me constantly. Um, but he was like, you know, he's like, I want to go by the boo ball. You know, like his alpha maleness really needed, you know, it was his creative project. And so, and he got a lot of attention with this costume because he was, he was a, um, a wolf, you know, at a sheep thing, you know. So mm-hmm. it was, he got a lot of attention. I think that was very important for him. You know, I let him have all that because he needs that. He's reading. Um, and 
um, I was cute because I was like on my period and I couldn't find any tampons and I walked out of the I'm like, oh my, like when we got home at like two in the morning, I'm like, oh my God, I can't find any, like, I don't know. And he's like, I'll go get some. Like he went out and got some, which was really sweet. I mean, you know, like, and he was the next day, he was like really affectionate. He had to work, but like he kept like hanging out with me and, um, like we made, he wanted to make taffy again and. He was like, come here, and he like had me go sit on his lap. Like he like wanted me to sit on his lap, and like he was really affectionate. But um, I'm just aware that I don't have a commitment, and it's bothering me. And I, I just can't be stupid. I have to be smart about this. Yeah. So I don't okay. know if that gives you any information about him and his, like how he no. is with me. Mm-hmm. No, that, that was um, that was that was that was definitely useful to hear that. Um, okay. The reason why it was useful to hear that is because um, it helps me to um, know him, know how to support you, not so much know him. It helps yeah. me to understand how to support you better. And um, you know, the reason why I say that is because um, he's um, who he is, and he's how he is, but. You keep wanting him to be a certain way, and so you keep seeing him a certain way, which is great because that's what women's gift is to us, that you can see the greatness in us and listen to greatness out of us. But you still need to be having a powerful relationship to reality. Um, so, so um, you know, so one of the things you said um, was, you know, you can't understand um are mostly unavailable. Like you don't even know what that that world is, right? And so you're not you're acting like that's not feasible, oh, yeah, yeah. not possible. Yeah, you you don't have any relationship to. It. You're not saying yourself. I'm mean, a delusion or illusion. <laughs> yes, yeah. You're like you're like I want like you're only paying attention to what you want, and you know what's happening isn't it's not possible for you to see. Because you're not giving yourself permission to see what you don't agree with or don't want. Oh, I don't want to see the truth, though. Shit. I know, I but like... see, you, but this, see, here's the thing. You do want it to be the truth. But then I you did do. it again. I did it again. I feel like I told myself I wouldn't do this. But see, you, that's because you, we haven't, you know, you, 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 haven't, you don't have any other way of looking at it yet. But that's all right. You take care of that. I got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I got. It. Let me give you an example of what I mean. You don't know what it's like to be emotionally unavailable because you're not that kind of way, right? Uh-uh. But you also you also don't know how to pee and spell your name in the snow like a guy could. You ain't got a unit that could do that. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what it's like. You don't know what it's like to sleep upside down, but be completely asleep like a bat can. You know, you 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 don't, you don't know what it's like to you know to be able to push a tree down just by putting your forehead into it and walking forward like an elephant can. You know, like like there's so much about the world you don't have any clue about, but it's okay that you don't have a clue about it. The well, problem is the problem I, okay. is if you ignore and hold on a second. The problem is if you ignore the difference and don't like look and see how you could either learn from the difference, take advantage of the difference, and all that other stuff then when something comes across you, you'll be like, I agree with it, I don't agree with it, and then you'll be trapped by it. And that's the whole point. It's not, it's not are you smart or weak or are you good or bad. It's 
does it work for you or not? And that's my only concern for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, does it work? Does it not work? You know, and if you're walking around in a world called I like this and uh, I don't like that, and I'm going to make things go the way I want it because I really, really, really want it, then <laughs> you, you're fighting reality. And, you know, there was, a, there was a play, I think, in the 1970s and 1980s called The Arm Too Short to Box with God. Uh, that statement is still true. And, uh, <laughs> you know, God got this thing. It's called Your Arm's Too Short to Box with God. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's still it's still true. You might also, you know, say, okay, this is what it is. Damn. Okay, well, what am I supposed to do with this? And then go from there. But you're resisting and ignoring the, his, his emotional unavailability, and when it pops up, you do something to alter it, and you and alter it that instant, but it's not a permanent altering because he's the one that got to do that part. I just feel like, I'm too like I'm so mad at him too. I'm mad at myself and I'm, like to like waste my time. Is he wasting my time? No, you're wasting your time. I know. I'm fucking. I'm responsible. Oh, so pressed. Yeah, you're making you're, you're making him do stuff that he would like to do, but it's just it's just not in him to do it yet. Well, when he he like to. be ready. Oh my God! Who knows? <laughs> He's got to have that breakthrough. It's like, you know, people get what they get in the landmark forum because, you know, they finally got it. Or the landmark forum said something that was so shocking and so unknowing that they didn't even have a defense for it. So then they, it, it hit them, you know, like, pow, like, oh, wow. But see, um, you got to give people permission to be who they are. So let me give you a couple, let me tell you a couple of quick, brief experiences in my own life. Is there any hope? Uh, okay. there's, plenty, there's plenty of hope. I just don't know if it's hope with him now. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, um, I, um, was, I had broken with my future wife probably the second or third time at this point. We broke up seven times when we finally got married. That should have been a hint, you know, but I didn't get the hint. So, uh, <laughs> I, I I was I, I met this woman named um uh what was her name? Dang, I think her name was her name was Pat. I forget her name now. Um but anyhow, I was working on twenty fourth street between fifth and sixth avenue as a messenger in my first executive job as the communications manager. I got promoted. And so uh, there was a bank on two hundred the toy building, two hundred fifth avenue. There's a, there was a bank out over chemical or whatever, right? So there was a teller in there. And uh, one of the tellers in there, she was so good looking. Oh, my God. So I flirted with her, flirted with her, and I finally asked her out. And we had our first lunch date was at Madison Square Park across the street from the bank. And while she was in there, she was telling me that she's, um, uh, you know, she, she's not in a relationship right now, but she's not really ready because her mom and dad passed away a couple of months ago, a couple of months apart. Uh-huh. So she's she's in grieving, and I'm thinking, wow, man, that's really messed up. But you know what? That's all right. You know, I take care of that. It's, it's, you know, so I smoothed her and kept you know romancing her, and we ended up having sex and having a good old time. And um, and three months later, we was sitting in Madison Square Park while she's breaking up with me, telling me she's just not really ready to be in a relationship. <laughs> and what I learned from that 
I, what I what I got from that, I didn't learn it yet. What I got from that was, you know, I should have listened to it the first time. <laughs> you know? And then I had a relation with somebody else. It was a, a woman named Pat. This one was named Pat. Remember her. Um, Pat was even greater looking than the first one. Right? And so um, uh, I, I remember going out with her, and I remember one time we went out to go get some shoes. And um, she's like, you can't buy women's shoes. Well, why not? Because, uh, you know, likely, likelihood is, you know, if you ever break up with them, they're going to be wearing those shoes when they break up when they break up with you. Get out of here. I never heard that before. So we broke up six months later. She was wearing the shoes that I bought her. <laughs> like, so, like, what I got out of that one was, you know, when people say stuff, I should probably listen to them the first time. Well, okay, so he, in August, he said he was taking things slow with me. He was what? He was taking things slow with me. Uh, what's, what's that word? Slow. He wants to go slow? He wants to go slow with you. In yeah. August, he said he was taking things slow with me. The day that Robin Williams killed himself, he called yes. me on a Monday, which he never mm-hmm. he said I would rarely hear from him on a Monday, but he was having a bad day grieving, and he was sharing with me. I was at Landmark, actually, and and he was staring with me, um, like, how you, like, snapped at someone at work, and he doesn't normally do that, and how he had it eaten, and, you know, all the signs of grief. And then he said, you know, you should know I'm taking things slow with you. Yeah, well, he, he still is. You just ain't listening. Yeah. So, for me, what I learned out of that, the lesson, the real lesson that I got out of that is, if people, you know, want to be with you, great. If they don't want to be with you, great. See, because if they don't really want to be with you, but you talk them into it, they're still not going to want to be with you later, and then you'll have to you'll have all that time that you was with them trying to get them to do something with you, and it wasn't really available. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I let him, I let him pursue me, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but 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 what is happening is it's it's like women are programmed. This is not who you naturally are, but the programming around you, societal and uh, uh, media programming is that, you know, guy will chase you, you'll get into a relationship of your dreams of happily ever after and all of that stuff, and there's a certain way it's supposed to go, and here are the signs, because they show you the signs in all of the movies from the 1930s on to now. And, you know, you got the stories about, you know, Romeo and Juliet and all of this stuff. And then, you know, you, rather than understanding men, you hear the thing about relationships. You know, and, and one of the things that women don't know about until it's too late, and if ever, is that they're so excited about the wedding, they don't really think about the marriage. You know, they don't think about what forever really looks like. What's it going to be like when you're too old to look sexy anymore? How is the relationship going to be great then? What's going to happen if he loses a, 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 a half of one of his legs? How are y'all going to still be in love with each other then? What is it that you're going to be doing that's going to be so great? What are you going to be doing for him, just for him, so that he's just thrilled to pieces with you and can't stand it? You know, instead of, like, he's supposed to do this for me because that's what I was born to do. And, like, there's a lot of entitlement that's in society's conversation about relationships for women. 
I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled to insurance. I'm entitled to alimony. I'm entitled to child support. I'm entitled to you following me. I don't see too many women giving their man gifts on, on Valentine's Day. Or I don't see too many women teaching their man how to do this, that, or the other because he's supposed to know. If I have to tell him, then what's the, that's a problem. I, was, I got him a, a gift certificate. I didn't give it to him because, like, I just, I, I don't know. But you, but you, you, you see what I'm saying though. You know, like yeah. y'all already, you already know how it's supposed to go, which means there's no room for it to be any better or any different. And so if, if 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 um if I I'm going to drive from Brooklyn, New York to Atlanta, Georgia, there's a lot of ways I can do it. I can go straight on the highway that's the straightest. I can go there by way of Chicago, go to Chicago first, and then make the left turn back to the East Coast for Atlanta. I can fly. I can walk. There's so many different ways I can go there. And then I can look at all of the options and choose the best way for me this time. You know, I can take a, I can take a ship. There's probably some boat that will take me, you know, from, from you know New York Harbor to someplace really close to Atlanta if there's not a, if there's not a harbor in Atlanta. But, you know, I'm not tied to how to get there. You know what I mean? I could, I could, you know, hitchhike my way there. There's so many different ways of getting there. Chances are if you got a car, you'll just drive. That's what people normally do as a default way of going. But there's just so many ways of going, and they all work, and they'll all get you there, right? So when it comes to relationships, you really want to be with somebody that can't resist being with you. And if you got to try to make them not resist you, then they're not the right person. You, you know, you want to work with the willing. That's that's my term. You want to work with the willing, the ones that just can't stop it. If they if they can stop it, they're telling you that, that you're not it. And they don't mean to tell you because they may like you, but they have another thing in their mind that's not working for you because you're not whatever that thing is as much as you want it to be. Now, let me ask you something. Is it really this guy or is it really being in a relationship? Um, well, it's sudden, suddenly, I don't know, my guard is really up, but, like, I really liked the way he was courting me. I mean, mm-hmm. um, like, he, it's also against me that his, the hospitals merged because in January he was supposed to be less busy, but he's also much more busy at work. Um, but he mm-hmm. mentioned he's getting his car in a couple weeks, his car back from Long Island where his dad has it because it was, mm-hmm. you know, the weather. But he mentioned, mm-hmm. like, going on a road trip, um, like, to wine country in the winter. And, um, like, he, like, he want you know, he's created, like, future dates with me, sort of, you know. Um and I know he mentioned that, like, the grief that he probably, he says he's shocked that he's still grieving. Like, he shared that with me, and he asked me how long it took me to grieve with my dad, and which is a totally different thing. And then he said, like, he figures, like, the one-year mark, June, like, it'll be better. Like, there will be less dates that pop up. And he also came up to the Upper West Side, which is where I live, which is where I met him um, a couple weeks ago. To, they have a new site on 72nd Street. And that's he's like that was literally a block from Sam's apartment, and he said it, it was kind of hard. He's like, but I think it's good that I do things like that. And I'm like, absolutely, you know, you have to like 
but he still hasn't come to my apartment yet. I I need to like powerfully invite him over. But I live like five blocks from her. I don't know. So he, I mean, when he's like pursued me, he's very romantic and stuff. I mean, he doesn't believe in Valentine's Day. Like he's like, I figure like if you want to dress up, like you should be able to dress up any day of the, you know, like I don't know. He thinks it's the manufactured. Thing. So he did share that with me at dinner, you know, so. Um, I don't know, like, I, like, he can be, when he was sick at Christmas, um, around then, and then I got sick, he was supposed to, he was like, I need a Michelle hug, and he was just really endearing and vulnerable, and, and then, like, when I got sick right after him, and he was like, you know, he's like, do you want me to, she was going to buy me something, you know, order me something um, to, you know, so sick. And, like, he was just really sweet and nurturing. But I don't know. All right, so let me ask you. So listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read you something. This is not a part of the program, but I know you need this right now. At least I think you do, and I think this will make a difference. So um, some time ago, I don't know, at least 10 years ago, I wrote something down. Um, and I call it My Mighty Love. I don't remember if you remember the um, the Spinners had a song, Mighty Love. Mighty, 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 mighty love. Come on, down. Oh, yeah, whatever they say, right? Uh, you probably heard it because it was a big hit, and they still play it, you know, as oldies from time to time now. So anyhow, I, I, I came up with it after writing it out. I, you know, realized that I really want a love that feels like a mighty love, like it's so powerful that I I can't even get rid of it when I'm sleeping, right? So I created like a definition. Um, like I define how I want my relationship, my romantic relationship to be. So I'm going to read it to you. Okay. okay. Great. She's a loving, dynamic woman with style, charisma, charm, compassion, understanding, intelligence, is present to and uses her intuition and operate from a high level of consciousness. She's an excellent money manager and money magnet. She's financially independent, and what's hers is mine, and what's mine is hers. She inspires me and causes me to be prosperous and successful in exactly the way I envision myself being. A devastating dresser. She's a lady and all. She's all woman. She has lots of well-connected friends, great personal relationships, valuable context and affiliation. She's not afraid to be vulnerable, knows herself very well, is patient, inspiring, enrolling, easy to be with, takes nothing for granted, and is always looking for the blessing in everything. She brings out the best in me and in others. She makes me look good, and I make her look good in her mind. She stays on my team, Let's me be the man, and she thinks I'm the man. When I'm with her, I'm stronger than I've ever been. She can see right through me and loves what she sees. She has a huge heart, is a joy to spend time with, has lots of finesse and tact, possesses an excellent bullshit meter, and is in touch with her emotions. She knows how, she, excuse me, she knows me at the level of spirit, can read my mind, at least practically, read my mind, heart, and soul. 
She tries to understand me and lets me be me. She's safe to be with even when she's really pissed off. She is my porno star and fuck buddy, fulfilling all my sexual desires, which is, you know, I'm telling you, quite expensive. Uh, she's spontaneous, <laughs> brings out my best me, loves me to her core, and has a weakness for me. Stands up to me without competing with me. And I bring out her best self. She inspires me and has me wrapped around her finger, and I've also got her wrapped around my finger. She loves to hold my arms and my hands, loves to kiss and make up, doesn't fight me often, and apologizes from the bottom of her heart for making me wrong if she ever does, which is rare. She's gorgeous, sexy, and cute, has an hourglass figure, pretty hands and pretty ways, loves sex, accepts me as I am, and sees me as my possibility at the same time, is spiritually aware and grounded. We are telepathically linked, connected, excuse me. Uh, Everyone I know likes and admires her, including my kids and my ex-wives. All of her friends and family likes, admires, and enjoys being with me. She's my partner. Likes and admires men in general, especially her dad and other male relatives, and me in particular. We create awesome memories together. We hit it off instantly, laugh our hearts out all the time. She's an outstanding wife, neat, an impeccable homemaker, an excellent mother, sees me as an extension of herself, doesn't fuck with my head, and doesn't need to disempower me for her to feel safe. Loves the way I look and feel, considers herself lucky to be with me, loves my gifts, talents, attention, and caring for her. She's emotionally available and the opposite of damaged goods. Her heart is open and available for love and can handle a huge amount of love because she loves and trusts herself. She gives me glimpses of what's great about being a woman and how it's great for me. She always keeps her masculine cave woman which is the term translates into anger, bitchiness, uh, away from me. Wait, wait, what was that? The masculine, she, she also keeps her masculine cave woman away from me all the time. I know, I'm, I'm translating masculine cave woman as being angry, bitchy, moody, like that, you know, like that. Oh, yeah. She keeps that away from me most of the time. Sex is always spectacular with us. Our life is mostly thrilling together. Success and prosperity follows our every action and direction. I experience being unconditionally accepted and admired by her, and she has the experience of being totally taken care of and safe with me. I'm her knight in shining armor and her king. We each have the experience of being known and heard. She's genuinely interested in me, is fascinated by me, and never gets tired of me, my gifts, or my talents. We love each other to pieces. People are moved by how much we enjoy being together. Every day is a new learning and creative experience. We are as one. We, he, we each heal each other. We're the best thing that's ever happened to each other. She's my wife, my lover, and my best friend. We have and create an every day, every day, every, excuse me. We have and create an every day, every way love every day. Our life is even better than this. I couldn't be more ecstatic. What more could I ask for? Wow. Damn, that was really great. Yeah, what do you think was great about it for you? It's so specific. I've never, um, I've never, well, no wonder I don't have what I want. 
I mean, I've never, like, I with my heart, I want, like, all of that, but I never mm-hmm. really, like, created it or, like, you know, I mean, my friend wants me to watch The Secret because she, she manifested her marriage, and she really, she was in the love frequency, and I'm I'm not. I'm in the scarcity frequency. <laughs> yes. Or the, so, like, that would, that would, if I just wrote something like that, it would help um, me probably be in the love frequency, like, and visualize it and manifest it. Hmm. I'm too accommodating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're you're like a, a a banker who accepts anybody who wants to get a loan. Who wants what? Who wants a loan? Oh yeah. <laughs> you don't check the credit, and, you know, and you give them a pass, and if they lay on their loans, you're okay with that, and you try to make it up, and maybe you might, <laughs> you know, get a little pouty if they don't pay, and then they give you another loan, but then they they stick you for another three months, and then you know you're like. You know, make excuses for them, and like that's how it is. You got no standards around. It's not enough, you know. Yeah. Shit. You wouldn't even. That's that's how you are when it comes to relationships. I never saw it like this before, but you know, when it comes to relationships, you're you're like a bank loan officer. You know, no, you're like a bank who, you know, let's take customers get away with murder. You know. Well, it's also the problem is the reason I don't meet a lot of people that I like. Like I, I don't see a lot of people like I, there's not I mean I live in this big city but I don't I mean I go out I just it's weird and I, I haven't been active on the online thing so that's my mistake I was I no, was like no it's, the I, mistake is the, 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 that's not a mistake I mean because you'll listen I'm going to tell you something I mean I don't know how well, let me see how can I say this I remember walking by walking from Landmark one summer, one hot night, one hot afternoon. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what day it was, but it was probably like, you know, within the last two years. I'm going to say about two years ago. I'm walking down 33rd Street, and uh, Borders was still a bookstore there, so that's how long ago that was, right? But, <laughs> um, you know, right past Kmart, there's that little space there, and, and there's more stores, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So on the corner where... The stores re you know start out again. It was like a pizza store that that, that whatever that that store was. It's like been it's been like fourteen things in the last five years. Seems like nobody knows how to make that business location work, right? But anyhow, <laughs> there was a, there was a homeless guy in a chair, wheelchair because he only had um one and a half legs. His right leg from the knee down was removed. He did not have a leg yet, like no calf. And it's hot. And he's sweaty and he's sleeping in his chair. And he's got his, you know, one hand is holding his head up while he's asleep, unconscious. And the other hand is uh, on the outside of his chair of his left arm. And Next to him is this woman who's on the ground laying next to him, on the ground. She's homeless. She's on the ground laying next to him, holding his hand, and she's asleep. And I'm thinking, this is a homeless couple who sleep, who lives on the street because she's sleeping on the ground, and they're holding hands. And I'm thinking, if they could be, if those two could find each other, Nobody's got any excuse whatsoever. 
There's just, there's just none. It just blew my mind. I'm like, <laughs> now it's just a matter of choice. You know what I mean, I can say for myself, it's a matter of choice. You know, who do I want? I want somebody that's going to, you know, help forward my life together. I want somebody like Coretta Scott King. I don't know if she was all of this, but I know that's the experience I want my life to sound like, you know, to be like with her. But, um, yeah, he, I know he didn't find her online. <laughs> you, 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 you know what I'm saying? I don't know how long yeah. they're together. I don't know how long they're together, but that's a special situation. You know what I'm saying? That's that that. I don't know if anybody ever sees that. Even if people are like homeless and they and they and they're still a couple, you know, they hang out with each other. I mean, it wasn't that. It was some. It was unconscious, and I don't even know how their hands stay together. It was sleep. Her hand is up. His hand is down. And their hands were together while they were unconscious. I looked at that. I couldn't believe what I was looking at. So after then, I'm like, it doesn't matter. I don't care how fat you are, how ugly you are, how poor you are. It doesn't matter. It's just like you'll find somebody that's, you know, a match for you. But you can't be the loan officer that lets that keeps giving away your money. Can't be. Yeah. you got to have standards. you got to have standards, right? So now, any, what else did you get out of this reading that I gave you? Um, well, that I better do something like that. <laughs> I better write, I better channel what I want or I'm going to just get whatever. <laughs> yes, that's true. So there's two things um, I want you to, I want you to, well, you know, keep going. Keep, I want to tell you two things unless you say those two things. But No, go ahead. Go ahead. So there's two things I want you to know. One you have to know yourself well enough to be able to know what's going to work with you. So I know myself well enough to know that this will absolutely, positively work for me. There's no, gee, it's not like it's a good idea at the time out of this because this is from my own personal life experience. I know what works and what doesn't work for me. You know, I've been in the relationship of my dreams with the part of my dreams until I couldn't handle the abundance anymore. And, um, and then I've been in a relationship that didn't work, and I can see all the reasons why it didn't work. You know, I know it works, I know it doesn't, from my experience. And so this was a document that came from experience that I know that, listen, the odds of me having every single thing in here, I don't know, pretty slim, but the odds of me having almost everything in here is real strong. It just may not be that, that you know, that many people out there, but it's okay. You know, I'll wait. I'm worth it. That's how I feel about it, which is another thing that you may not be present to, that you're worth waiting for to you. You're worth waiting for the right guy. But now, well, but I want to have children, so I'm 38. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah I, I, okay, so, so I got that. But you're worth waiting for the right guy. You're worth it because anything less than the right guy, you'll have kids and you'll still be alone. Oh, yeah. I mean, I agree. <laughs> right? Then you'll be a single mom. You don't want that either. No. I want the right guy. <laughs> I, I got it. Right. You're worth waiting for. And if you're going to have kids, you're going to have kids anyhow. That's been my experience. Like, <laughs> your kids will follow you around. If you already had a spiritual agreement with them, you, you, ain't getting out of, out of, you ain't getting out of this alive without them. So don't worry about it. Because they have something to say about this, you know. <laughs> they, they do. But that's a whole other story. We ain't going there. Now, the other thing I want you to understand about what I wrote is that there's a lot of very, very specific things I put in there. 
you know, like the sex and like, you know, the way she dresses and that stuff. But really, it's an experience. Like I want somebody that, that I would have the experience of really enjoying how she dresses. I didn't say what type of clothes she wears. It was the experience of watching her be dressed sharp. You know, when I talked about being neat, you know, she's going to be neat in her own way. You know, but, um, you know, an impeccable homemaker because it'll be a self-expression for her. And it's the experience of walking in the house that she's happy with that I got to, I'm not as, I'm not an impeccable homemaker. <laughs> so I'm going to have to keep up with her and reach up to her standards because she's going to be looking at me like, you know, why do you keep messing up my stuff? Or maybe she'll be like that or maybe she won't. I don't know. But here's what I do know. I'm asking for somebody that's better at it than I am, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes in order to honor that. If I have to step up and raise up to her less standards and all of that stuff, I'm okay with that. I'm like, I'm really okay with that. So, like, this is an experiential description. Even though I got specific things about her, I'm more interested in the experience. Because, you know, she could be gorgeous and be my fuck buddy, right? Which is, you know, fairly specific, but at the same time, there's a lot of different ways, you know, she could be, you know, uh, my fuck buddy. I don't know what that looks like for her. I just know, like, however it is for her, needs to work for me, too. And so I'm open to how it could look like, you know? Like, so this is, this, I've focused on the experience of being in the relationship, not what she looks like or what she does. Because I didn't say anything about a career. You know, I didn't say anything about how she looked, you know, short, tall, fat, or skinny. You know, I didn't talk about, most of it was like, I only put in specifics to demonstrate and clarify the experience itself when I talked about particular um, uh, specifics. So, like I said, you know, gorgeous, sexy, and cute has an hourglass figure, right? Pretty hands and pretty ways. So I don't know if she's going to have a skinny hourglass figure, medium-sized hourglass figure, or a thick hourglass figure. I just want an hourglass figure. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because I know that that's what makes me most excited. She got as much in the front as she got in the back. You know what I'm saying? So I'm clear about what really does work for me, and I put it in here, and I every once in a while I'll read it, and I'll be like, well, uh, nothing's changed about how what I want, so I'll keep going with it, right? But the reason why I, I, it's, it's solid is because I'm so clear from my own personal experience what works and what doesn't. About men, yeah. I mean about you know about the woman. So you know, I've got three or four different things that I I have done to make sure that I'm a thousand percent clear on whatever it is that I want, don't want, what works for me, and what doesn't. And um, you know, so I encourage you to do this for yourself because until then, you won't know that you're not getting what you want, or you're getting what you don't want. You won't know it until you get it. Be too late then. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, good. So um, what do I want to say about this? Um, so if a person, you know, if you're a loan officer, <laughs> client, prospect doesn't have the money to pay you back, you know, you may not know it right away, but you'll know it after you do your qualifying, you know, which is why this program is called Qualifying Men. As part of the qualifying process, do they meet all of your requirements, or do they meet some of them, and then you're going to make them meet the rest of them? 
or try your best to, you know, smooth out those rough edges or whatever they want to say sometimes about guys. And, you know, my advice to you is men don't change, they evolve. What does that mean? That means that they will grow bigger and stronger at who they already are, but you can't make them different. I mean, I like a lot of things about him. (laughs) Okay, so there you go again. (laughs) What did I do? What you did was you were trying to justify why it's good to keep him around rather than look to see if who he is is really who you need and want. I don't know. It's okay. I'm so tired. Like, I just want to talk to him at this point. Like, I feel like I just can't do this anymore. I understand you can't do this. I I want to, like, go to him. Like, I want help. I feel like I should be able to do that, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, I know I gave you the introduction. I know you listened to the introduction, so uh, I don't know what you got out of it, but let me just go over this again. Women have uh, two levels of qualifiers for men. First is primary, and and I say primary and secondary because the primary, every woman wants all of these. And the secondary, some women want all of these, but all women want some of these, not necessarily have to have all of them. But the primary, they've got to have all of them. So here's the primary list. Strong, y'all have chemistry together, he's got confidence, He's got resources. He's trustworthy. He makes you feel safe and secure. He's funny, and he's a good communicator. And a woman on the planet that don't want all of those in a guy. Then nobody will say, oh, he doesn't have to be strong. No, that's some bullshit. They want him to be strong. They want to have great chemistry. They want him to be confident. They want him to have resources. They want to be able to trust him. They want him to make them feel safe and secure. They want him to be funny, and they want him to be a good communicator, if not a great one. And if the guy's not funny, that's going to be a problem for him. Maybe not in the beginning, but after a while, it's like, damn, he's boring. Oh, shit, right? So, no, all of those women want. Now, the secondary list is some women want all of these, some women want some of them, and some of them, you know, they, they like them, but it's not like the first list. So the secondary list is uh, he's romantic, he's intelligent, he's great at something, he's passionate, He's attractive, and he's fit and in shape. Now, you know, some women that got to have all of that, but not that many. Um, you know, there are women that don't care if a guy's fit and in shape because, you know, they just want who he's being. You know, most women, a lot of women don't necessarily think that they, that they want somebody who's great or something, but when they see he's great or something, they get excited. They're impressed. You know, so like that. So those are the qualifiers. And when a woman gets at least three of those primaries, most women that are, that don't know like relationships, don't know themselves and what works for them, they will try to make that a relationship. The guys, if they have chemistry with the guy, he's got resources, he makes them feel safe and secure. They'll try to t- turn him into the other stuff. <laughs> like wow, right? It just it's just going to be like that. So now, here's what you can't find out about a man with a checklist with with your checklist with that checklist. You can't find out if he's a commitment phobe or not. You can't tell if he's honest just because he's, you know, he seems to be trustworthy in the beginning. You don't know if he's got a life purpose or not. Uh, you can't tell what his real self-expression is because he's over there. So you interacting with his representative in the beginning. 
You don't know what kind of dysfunctions he has. You don't know what you want to fix about him. You don't know if he's got any deal breakers that you got to, you know, that you just can't put up with. Uh, that you'll end up sacrificing yourself and putting up with just to keep this guy around that don't have everything you want. You know, you'll you you don't. He may have must haves. You can't tell if the must haves you have. Which, by the way, you have must haves. You just don't know what they are yet. Uh, you know, if he if he doesn't have those must haves, you don't know what his quirks are. You don't know how to pass experiences experiences on him. Or well, you do in this case. Uh, <laughs> you don't know if he's short sighted. Yeah, you don't know if he believes in that happily ever after thing, which means he's living in a fantasy. You don't know if if he understands the difference between gender, which most people don't. You know, here's some more stuff you don't know about him. You don't know if he's really a jerk. You don't know if he's really a player. You don't know if he'll betray you in certain circumstances. You don't know if he'll be abusive and angry because a lot of guys will be nice in the beginning and then they'll get angry later on because they start reliving their past or something. Um, You know, here's some of the things that's, that's wrong with guys today that women can't tell from their um, list. I'm just going to run through the list real quick, okay? Um, okay. You, know, you don't know if he's angry, too nice, if he's a cheater, if he's a wimp, if he's a liar, if all he cares about is sex. You don't know if he's shallow. You don't know if he's one of those Mr. Fix-It kind of guys that's got to fix everything and is a pain in the ass because of it. You don't know if he's bitchy. You don't know if he's insensitive, if he's lazy, if, you know, when things happen, he won't talk to me and shuts down. Um, you don't know if he's inconsiderate or you experience a little bit of that. Um, you don't know if he's going to stop romancing you, uh, which you experience a little bit of that. You don't know if he's really stupid, if he's never going to be able to understand you, if he's selfish, if he's untrustworthy. You know, you, you may think so, but you probably won't or whatever. You don't know if he's kind of on the slow side. He can be really uh, authentically broke, um, um, you know, irresponsible, intimidating, weak. You know, as in, you know, we 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 uh, broke it down with temptation wise. You don't know if he's egotistical. You don't know if he's really wanting a mother. Um, you don't know if he's annoying or what annoys you about him. Um, you don't know if he's, uh, uh, you know, a deadbeat dad. If he's one of those guys that's, that's a no, everything everything y'all talk about, he's a no to it. If he's a workaholic, so you'll never see him. If he's just basically difficult. Um, uh, you don't know if you deal with somebody who don't even know what they want around relationships. Uh, you don't know if it's somebody who just really is not really going to be listening to you, someone who don't like change, someone who's too focused on success to give their time to you, someone who's overburdened, somebody who's stubborn, someone who's impetuous and, and, and um, uh, what's the other word? Um, 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 uh, spot, not spontaneous. Um, um, well, impetuous, just leave it like that. Uh, you don't know if there's somebody who don't care about themselves. You, you don't you don't know those things because your list don't address any of those things. And so when those things pop up, you don't know what to do. So you just try to like make do with it while you try to be happy with the stuff that you got because at least I got that stuff. No, you want it all, but you're not giving yourself permission to have it all because you can't tell what what it all looks like, which is why we're having this conversation. Yeah. Because all of those things can be happening too. See, when you really love somebody, you have to know them in order to love them because you have to know what's working about them and know what's not working about them and be okay with who they are and who they are not. But you're not okay with how he is, not. <laughs> you're not okay with the not part with him. 
You know, and so you can't really say that you love him or, you know, that you kind of love him and stuff because you only care about the stuff that you like, not the stuff that you don't like. You're resisting the stuff that you like when you try, why you try to fix them and try to get him to come around to your way of thinking and acting. Fit your vision for a relationship. I don't, so that was bad that I did that? I don't understand. I it's not bad. It just doesn't work. There's nothing bad about that. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that you're torturing yourself because of it. I mean, he made, a, he made a mistake. Like, I'm not, I was supposed to just let that go. I thought I was honoring myself by saying something. Uh, say that again? I thought I was honoring myself by saying something, like teaching him that, like, to be, like, watch what, what he says, you know? Like, think about how it lands. Yeah, well, you know, you are um, honoring uh, yourself when you um, stand up for yourself. But to be in a relationship with somebody that's doing things that fundamentally don't work for you is selling yourself out. Yeah, I mean, that was the first time he he said something like that. But No, it's not. It's not no, I'm not talking about what he said. No, I'm talking yeah. about the fact that he's emotionally unavailable. I'm talking about the fact that he's in mourning. He can't give you him. Yeah. That's the fundamental issue. Yeah. It undergirds everything. It's the gravity of the planet that he lives in, that he is. Yeah. He's living in a world of grieving and mourning, and he's always trying to get over it, and you know, and like that. And so he'll either bury it, and then it'll pop up later, or it'll come to the surface. And in either case, you know, burying it means it's just a matter of time before you you're on the receiving end of it. And then when he's when you when he has it out and open, there's no space for you to be at, because the main thing happening in his brain is you know he's he's messed up about the the, the last relationship. He's messed up about his ex. There's no room for you. He's not complete. You understand. He's incomplete. It's really an integrity issue, but he's not interacting with it like it is. And what I mean by integrity issue is not like it's bad or wrong. It just doesn't work. There's no workability in it because he hasn't completed that for himself. So, like, for example, I'm complete when my mom passed away in 1998. But once in a while, I'll still cry because I'll be still sad about it, but I'm complete about it. Yeah. You know, having sadness doesn't mean that um, you're not complete. It just means you're present to the missing. But it doesn't mean that, you know, you're still trying to, I'm still trying to bring mom back. I ain't trying to do that. I'm not, like, sitting here, you know, I'll hear a song about moms. You know, this is this is a group that came out in the 70s called the, the Intruders. They had this song, I'll Always Love My Mama. On the R&B stations, they play it on Mother's Day, every Mother's Day. I hear that, and that messes me up. Because you know, I remember thinking about how much I love my mother when I was in junior high school when this all came out. You know? so I was like, it's personally connected to my, me and my mother, right? But, you know, mom passed away in 1998. That's how, you know, I, some of the money I got from her, I, I did the landmark form. That's how I met you because my mom, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, like, I'm, I'm present to it, you know? 
my high school sweetheart. I'm present to the, all the things that we did together, but I'm, but I'm complete with it. It's a different chapter, a different book. That book is on the shelf. I might open up that book once in a while, but I'm done with the book. He ain't. Yeah. Is there a way that I can help him? Well, um, you can help him, have him do the, 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 the curriculum for living. Because <laughs> the landmark form might not be enough for him. Maybe it will be. And it is for a lot of people, but maybe it's not. But see, you know, you could you could help him by helping yourself. And, you know, so what I'm hearing, I was going to say this early on, but now that you, you brought that up, okay, I'm going to go there, is that um, there's a distinction in the SELP that would help you a lot here. Guess which one? Attachment versus commitment. Yes. <laughs> Attachment versus commitment, yes. And which one are you? Attached. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, you have to tell you. You know, you already know, right? So, what are you going to do about this? You over there trying to talk me into giving you permission to be attached? Yeah. You over here ju- trying to justify to me that you're attached, and you know how you know how attachment goes. You know how that goes. You've been down that road before. You've seen people go down that road. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is not how the session was supposed to go, but that's how it was going. It's fine. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> I had a particular agenda, but, you know, we get through it the next call. It's fine. Um, what was I going to say? Um, and, and listen, here's another thing. You, you, you're going to want to hear from other women. All right? this, is why, this is why I wanted you to listen to the recording sessions of the, uh, um, of the other program, the other people that I did it with. Because mm-hmm. you want to hear them. You want to hear their perspective. You know, one of them in particular is pretty independent-minded, you know, and uh, the other one is, like, worried. And, you know, you'll hear what I have to say to them about them, and it will prepare you for our next session. But, yeah, you really – I don't know if – I'm going to assert that you did not listen to, to any of the, 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 the call series that I gave you on qualifying men from early in the no, year. No, I was, like, I was really distracted with Valentine's Day and then – yeah. Yep. Just, yep. Yeah. Well, so between now and the weekend, would you please listen to it, put it on your headphone or something? What kind of phone you got? Um, a 5S iPhone. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. So, um, so that means you can put Dropbox on your phone, and you can listen on your phone when you're moving around. You know, you can do that. Oh, uh, really? It's like the app. I see the app. Um. No, yeah, you, you can get Dropbox. You can get Dropbox as an app. Yeah, I got Dropbox on my phone. Oh, cool. Yes, that way you ain't got to be sitting home in front of your computer to do it. You know. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna tell you, you'd be better off listening to that than, than listening to the, the the bus noise when you're riding on the bus or the taxi, or whatever you're doing. You know. Yeah. So, I remember um, from I'm gonna say probably. 20 to, um, I don't know, 45 or something, um, I used to read um, at least one way every day uh, on my way to work, my commute. Um, I read so many books on the train, I called it MTA University. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading reading about two books a month because I was reading in my commute. That two or four work. 
I'd read one way for sure, and I've never lived closer, less than an hour away, uh, closer than an hour away from work. So it was always like I lived, worked in, I worked in Manhattan, lived in Brooklyn, worked in Manhattan, lived in the top of the Bronx, worked in Manhattan, lived in Jersey City. So it was like I, I had a commute, you know. So I would read half the time on the way there, usually on the way in, also on the way back. I pulled some tires or something, but you know, either way, I would ride and be raised. So you know, nobody says you couldn't upload the recordings to your um, phone and then, um, you know, that way you don't even have to worry about a connection to the Internet because you could upload stuff from Dropbox to your uh, phone should you decide to do so. Cool. Even if you just, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how much space you have on your phone, but I don't because I don't know the iPhone, but, you know, even if you only have, you know, I mean, you, I, my, I got an S4. And uh, my S4 has got a total of nine gigabytes of space on it, and I got about seven gigs worth of apps. But I mean, you, 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 that recording series is not going to be a gigabyte. You know what I mean? Not even close. So you know you, you should put up all of the uh, recordings. Yeah. Cool. I mean, so that way you can have those, um, you know, like that. So. Anyhow, so uh, so let me see if I can um, uh, touch on what will be coming happening with this session because we haven't gotten there yet. And, you know, we still got a few little bit of time. Normally it'd be an hour and a half. We start at eleven, so you know we we go a little bit more unless you're in a hurry to go somewhere. You know, you got something you got on your mind, you got to deal with. What? I say I know. I just I just was talking really fast. I just heard myself how fast I was talking. So I'm saying we have a little bit more time. Um, do you have to go somewhere? Because we got about another twenty minutes worth. Of, no, I'm uh, fine. Okay, good. Just checking. All right. So uh, let's see here. I don't want to where I want to go. Okay. So originally, um, session two, which is what this would be, uh, is about uh, what's great about men, and then um, so. Let me see. How do I want to handle this? All right. So, um, oh, before I even go there, before we even go there, excuse me, I forgot about that. I didn't ask you what you got out of the last session. <laughs> I didn't ask you what you got out of it. Um, well, I shared it with a couple of people, like just um, just a list of the qualities um, that guys want. Um, you know, I never did the homework, <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I owe you that, so I wasn't present to, to it, like, on my date or anything, um, but, like, the, the part, like, finding out what, how he wants to be treated, like, that's still, like, a, a mystery to me, I'm kind mm-hmm. of, like, wanting to discover that, like, it's an interesting aspect a relationship like to kind of find out because it's hard to tell it takes a lot of time it seems to find out what works for Mm -hmm. another person um yeah depends on how important it is what depends on how important it is for you to to know it depends how important it is well it's very important it's very important like he's mentioned a couple times he's like yeah I'm always late work. I mean, he works in his building. He lives in the building that he works in. But he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm 
Like, I'm always late. He wasn't complaining. It was just kind of funny. But, like, I don't know if that bothers him. He, it's, he's in charge. He's very straight. Like, but he just, I don't know. When I'm there, he, it's harder for him to leave in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I'm wondering if that doesn't work for him, you know, and he's not telling me or, like, you know, but I don't know. Mm. I know. Well, this is interesting. We got to the the, the Halloween adventures for the costume, you know, um, for Valentine's Day, and he, they were out of like the the granny nanny or the granny um, granny wolf whatever costume. And then he's like, "That's what I get for waiting to the last minute." And then, like, I felt bad for him. Like the the empath in me felt bad. And then I thought, well, he was taking care of this boob wall and all these people, like, these vagina casting, you know, like, all this stuff, and so I said, and then they ended up finding a costume at the last minute, and I said to him, or when we were waiting to check out, I was, like, I was, like, happy for him, and I'm, like, you know, I'm, like, yeah, after you put everyone else before you, and he goes, no, I didn't, like, he, like, or I forget how he said it, but basically he corrected me that he doesn't put people before himself. <laughs> okay. All right. that was I was like, okay, I'm not going to go down that path road again with it. Okay. You know, I just was looking for something. I was looking for, like, the, you know, what I might have sent you, and I did send you an article, but I didn't send you anything recently, right? So uh, I did invite you to a, a, a Dropbox folder. I dropped, invited you to a second. I see you haven't joined that one yet. So there's no way you can listen to it if you haven't joined it yet. So what I'm, what I'm present to now is uh, I've got to keep my eye on you. <laughs> I got to keep my eye on you. So I'm going to be um, writing out everything I say. I actually have to now go back to the first recording. And because uh, you didn't send me the homework, this is true. You said you would before then, and I knew that you had your issue because you're like, you know, he wanted to hang out with you which, during the time you was going to do your assignment. But from now on, I'm going to be like all over all of the details. I was going to give you the space, it was going to flow, and all that stuff. But I see you actually, you actually need me to be an accountability coach. So I'm going to see that way for you, among other things, okay? Okay. <laughs> Usually I hold accountability until I need to, but in this case, and for me to serve you, i got to hold you accountable. So we're going to do that. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I've got to pull out another tool in my arsenal. Okay, fine, I'll do it. And um, But really, like I want to be of service to you around this. So um, you know, I want you to not be suffering. I want you to be free-flowing. So now... You're in front of a computer? You're near a computer? Um, let me go upstairs. Yeah, okay, good. Because I want you right this minute. I cannot wait until I see you accepted my invite to the second Dropbox folder. Because you ain't listening to nothing until you do. And since I'm in front of my computer, I can see when it happens. Okay, so we doing that. We doing that now. Uh-huh, right now. <laughs> you want me to go into my email? Yep. Yep, because that's where it's at. Psychedelic <laughs> chat, that's where it's at. Let me tell you about a place I know. Get in, don't take this dope. You can really do your thing. <laughs> Temptations is my favorite group of all time, I swear to God. I'm wait, I cannot wait until somebody comes out and sounds better. I don't think it's going to happen, but I cannot wait. What? Um. The Temptations is what I was talking about. So, uh, oh, the song? 
yeah, their songs, their singing, their performance. Like, I cannot wait till I hear a group that's actually better than The Temptations. I know it's possible. I just ain't heard nobody yet that make me say, oh, they're better than The Temptations. I'll wait to hear that. So anyhow, oh, um, you found it for – say it again. My password isn't working. Oh, wait, yeah, it is. Okay. Um, okay, so just accept them all. Uh, yeah, it should say Fall 2014 QM Seminar. You want me to open that one? Uh-huh. And you, you, want to, you, you want to accept that, and then, you know, it will it'll send me a notice saying you did accept it. That's how I know you got it. Okay. And then oh. uh, each one of these, yeah, sorry, what? How long is each one? Uh, I'm going to say they're on an average of a couple of hours. <laughs> they're long. But that's because these women went so deep. They went so hard. They went so, please tell me everything. I didn't have to, you know, yeah. So you can take your time, listen to it, and then, you know, move, you know, listen a half hour, or this, that, or the other. So. Um, you don't necessarily have to listen to session number one if you don't want to, because we, we covered that last week. But you you probably could, because you'll hear some new stuff. See, the point is this. I'm going to be talking about this program. I'm going to be talking about the content in here, because I want to give you distinctions of, of men and distinctions around relationships. And, um, you know, I don't know where I'm going to go with you, because you have a particular like you need me to go a certain way rather than me giving you the program as the design. And the recordings I'm going to give you the program as design because you can't interrupt the recording. <laughs> you just can't interrupt the recording. You you either turn it off or turn it off, but you can't edit it, you know, like like that. So, um, and I want to make sure you get the content, but I also want to make sure that you get the other women's ways of thinking. That's the reason why I want to do it this way with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you want you to hear other women and hear yourself in other women. Oh, look at that. She joined the share box. All stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, you joined Making Relationships Work. Oh, man, I shared that with you, too. Wow. I didn't know I shared that one, but that wasn't the one I was looking for anyhow, uh, the QM seminar. Oh, I shared that one with you months ago. Oh, man. That was months ago. You was like, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for the qualifying men, the the, the, the fall 2014 QM folder. You had that? The fall, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. happily ever after. In order to make your relationships work, I have a shorter version of that. Anyhow, that was my beta test. Um, that'll be, that'll be if, if, you, if you really get what you want and need from this and you want to keep going, we'll do the, 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 the making relationships work is really, um, I shortened it from, six, from 12 episodes to six. And uh, now I call it happily ever after because that's like the advanced program to this.
So I guess I open. Uh, I gave you uh, access to three folders, huh? Mm-hmm. Three folders. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see it. Yeah. Fall 2013, 2014 QM. Awesome. Wait a minute. How come this is making relationships work? That's weird. Okay. What? No, I'm 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 wondering like uh, like what the email says and then what ah you got both of them okay I got you okay wait 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 that's not that's weird how come how did they do that oh oh you got access to three of my four of my seminars okay I see now oh because I only saw the top one how did you have okay okay I got you now <sighs> we're finally awake thank you. Um, <laughs> I finally okay, great. Yeah, so the fall 2014 QM seminar that's the one that this one, but with different women with different issues, and um, um, you know, that's the one I want you to really be paying attention to, okay? Because, like I said, that's the one that you be able to get this content no matter how me and you our conversations go all over the place, and then um. Which is great, and then um, uh, you know we could discuss that content in greater detail when we do get on calls. So, um, so when are we next talking? Um, let's see. Um, well, what do I have to do before then? I have to. Oh, I'm going to send you. Let me see. I'm going to send you an email tomorrow, no later than tomorrow midnight, on what your assignment was. Cause I don't remember what your assignment was when, um, when we last spoke. And um, what I want to do right this minute, I'm going to go over this really quickly. Is um, uh, when I'm going to, I got to, I got to listen to the recording because I forgot what I gave you as assignment. So I got to go listen to it, and then I'll give you the email. Um, I'm going to take a nap after I talk to you, and then I'm going to get myself ready to go to Landmark because i got an introduction to the classroom tonight. Uh, but I'll be home tomorrow on Friday. So um, I will um, get you uh, your assignment. Huh? wanted me to um I don't know, something about... Like right? Why I I don't know. Oh, okay. I forgot. Don't worry about. It. I forgot. Uh, don't worry about. It. But I'll I'll check it out and then I'll shoot you an email so I know we both know what it was. Okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. You'll send me an email. Okay. okay cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna send you an email. I'll, I gotta again. I gotta listen to the recording. Then I'll do that, and that way I can remember the whole conversation, how it went, and all of that stuff. And then I can be responsible for there and take care of you for the both of us. Take care of the both of us. You know. So. Okay. Um, all right, great. So now, this session was supposed to be about having you really see what it's like being a man and what do you think men think life is like for women. Oh. Yeah. I mean, what do you think it's like? Say it again. You're asking me what? Yeah, yeah. So, the, so I got two questions, one at a time. What's it like being a man? What do you think it's like being a man? Um, I want to 
Uh, Say it again. They want to conquer, like, they want to, like, there's a lot of pressure to succeed and to provide, um, like, that's, um, and they want to pursue, like, a woman, they want to, I don't know, they, they can compartmentalize, they don't. They don't obsess about things. Like they, um, I don't know. That's pretty much all I have for you. <laughs> okay. Well, it's good that you acknowledge in a present to not knowing. <laughs> because if you don't know, then there's room for you to be able to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Because if you know you don't know, now there's room for you to actually know something. Right. So let me tell you a little bit about what it's like being a man, you know, from a man's perspective, right? Uh, <laughs> um, first off, we want to be successful. We really want to be able to accomplish what we see to accomplish, what we set out to accomplish, um, partly because, or I should say mainly because, that's how we're built. That's our operating system. You know, there's a difference between, you know, Mac operating system, right, and um, Windows operating system, right, Microsoft, right? So we're like a PC. Y'all are like an Apple, a Mac. <laughs> Much more sophisticated, you know, get the job done, you know, even possibly even leading the way in how things get done. But y'all are like fancy. We're like plain. And, um, you know, we, we can get the job done, but we're pretty basic, straightforward. And so, um, you know, us providing for the people in our life is of paramount importance. Like, our life depends on being able to provide. So it may look like it's conquering to a woman because y'all don't have the same need. But for us, it's like, being successful for us is like safety and security is for you. To the degree that you need to feel safety and security, you need to feel safe and secure, that's our need for being successful. It's equally as powerful. Got to be winning. Got to be. And so um, what it's like for a woman to not feel safe and secure is that you're frightened to pieces biting your nails, crying, don't want to walk out like that. For us, when we're not being successful, we're exiled. Nobody wants to be with a loser or a guy. If a woman is losing, a woman is failing, someone will come and pick her up like a damsel in distress and she'll be okay. You know, because somebody's going to say, oh, honey, I know, I'll take care of you. People don't say that to guys. Women especially don't say that to guys. But if we're not winning, we're fucked, literally. Now, to every single man, every single way on the planet, every day of the year, probably not. Every day of the year, definitely. Every second of the day, definitely. Every single man that's losing, no, not every single one. Every second of the day, every day of the year, there's a man who is thrown away like a loser because he's not successful. He can't do stuff. 
we're not allowed to feel our emotions, but we don't really even like feeling them unless they're happy or unless we're happy. We don't really like feeling our emotions. The reason is because we can't operate when our emotions are sad or disempowering. We end up uh, numbing out. We end up being paralyzed, so we have to bury them. And our relationship to feelings are different than women's relationship to feelings. Our relationship to feelings is as fuel for activities. It's like, I'm excited, I need to get more excited. And then the excitement pushes us in a particular direction. We don't have emotions as language. We have emotions as fuel, as motivation. And so if we feel like crying, and we think it'll get in the way, we won't cry because it'll get in the way of accomplishing our goal. The goal is more important than how we feel about it. So if a guy's feeling like he doesn't understand, you know, he's he's not happy, you know, he's not successful, and this woman wants to talk about it, she's wasting her time, even though she's given her given him her best strategy for accomplishing what what she would need, and if she was in the same situation he was, she would want to talk about her feelings, express her feelings, and like talk until she feels better. That ain't how we operate. If a guy's not having a good time, he's, he's having a hard time, he keeps failing, and you want him to feel better, help him win. <laughs> the only thing that's going to make him feel better is another win, which is why guys go in their man cave so they can unplug, end the losing streak, and then go back in, you know, with a power, with, a, with an empowering positive mindset so they can go out and start winning again. Too many losing in a, on a losing streak, losing streak gets too long, we got to shut down. We got we to gotta take our ball and go home. We have to. We can't take it, but that's not how we're built. Being a man is means that we're obligated by society to pay for everything all the time. That's not a job. We're supposed to do everything for you to make you happy. That's the basic underlying assumption for men and women, that the guy does everything, if she says it's okay, anything she needs, he's supposed to do. Like, y'all are entitled to our service. And I really want you to get how would you feel if you were under the circumstances that I'm sharing with you about men? You know, if you were obligated to take care of every guy you ever went out with, you know, if you were not accomplished, you wasn't able to accomplish something, you know, you... A lot of pressure. Um, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure being a man. And then we can't afford to make you unhappy because you'll have an emotional outburst. You'll scream, rant, and rave, and act like a big baby, and then we're supposed to, like, make you happy because we can't punch you in the head, right? We can't force you around, right? Even though y'all can hit us. Y'all, listen, I've seen so many women smacking the guys around. I broke up with two women that kicked me. What? Uh, That's crazy. They actually, actually kicked me. One but... was, uh, yeah, 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 kicked me, like, like numerous times, and they're little women. But in fact, they're about the smallest women I was at. Both of them. The one was like four foot eleven, five feet tall, weighed about one hundred ten pounds, one hundred fifteen pounds, kicking me. Hey, I, mean, I could have picked them up with with my weak hand over my head and threw them across the street, and they kicking me like they like you know. <laughs> so that you know, we have to be responsible for your emotions if we want to be in a relationship with you. We got to prove ourselves to you. That that like so that's the world of men. We're forced to act a certain way, and so you know I'm not saying it's any better for women because 
y'all are not allowed to operate a certain way for the most part. Y'all expected to be certain ways, and we're expected to be certain ways. But I want you to understand what it's like for a man so that when you're dealing with men, you got a sense of, like, what he's dealing with, generally speaking. The only man that's free is a man who knows what his purpose in life is and is living it and is successful at living it. Even the men who know their purpose in life and are not successful at living it, they're having a hard time, but not as much as the hard time as the man who don't even know who he is and what he's supposed to be doing. And what I mean by what I mean by what he's supposed to be doing is, yeah, he's supposed to be working and you know like that, but he's doing something to survive versus to be self-expressed. You know what I mean? And so the man who doesn't know what his purpose in life is, he can be successful. He can be a you know multimillionaire stockbroker, you know, but that don't mean he's happy. You know, so he won't be fulfilled, but he'll be you know paid. And so, um, so the life of a man is um, to be tough, to be hard, um, have to be, uh, to have a ghost of a chance to be respected and to be happy. That's all life. We go on a date, we have to prove ourselves to y'all. Y'all don't have to prove yourselves to us. We really like you, that's it, you know. <laughs> if we all get tired, we, we, we can't afford to get tired. We got to take care of it. In many respects, a man in a relationship is kind of like a father with a daughter. Because if it was ever a mother with a son, he'd be dead. He better be the one doing everything. So the buck stops with us. The pressure's over here. We have to prove ourselves to you because we can't afford to make you unhappy because then we'll have to pay for that. And... um, you know, y'all are entitled to the whole world of everything, and we, we better do it or else we get thrown away. And by the way, we can't break up with you, but you can break up with us. <laughs> Wait, explain that. Well, I mean, that's, that's you know, um, it, it's true for some women. Like, I'll give you a specific example. Somebody reminded me of this the other day. So I was um, being a production supervisor before I did the TMLP. I was being a production supervisor, and on the first day, the core supervisor, you know, cleared everybody and um, uh, asked, you know, what we were creating for the weekend. And, you know, one of the women was talking about, you know, wanted wanted to start, you know, wanted to be dating and be in a relationship. And I had just separated from my second wife. And um, I was like, I like her. I want to do that too. So after the clearing, I said the same thing to her. Hey, listen, you know, you want to do this, I want to do this. How about we, you know, go out? So she said, let me think about it. All right, fine. So we're walking around, and for like three hours, she couldn't look me in the eye. And I'm thinking, hey, man, I've been around a lot of women, man. She ain't really interested. So I figured I was going to take the pressure off of her. And so I said, hey, you know, remember I, I made that offer to you about wanting to go out? So he said, never mind, I'm going to take it off the table because I know you're not really interested. She said, what do you mean by that? I didn't say that. <laughs> So, okay, I threw my hands. Okay, hey, you know, what do you want? I, I'm sorry. You know, I, I thought I was trying to make it easy for you, but whatever you say, you know, that's what we're going to do. I'll let you know in an hour what I feel about it. All right, fine. She still wasn't looking at me. And then 45 minutes later, she says, I don't want to go out with you. <laughs> <laughs> the reason is because I couldn't say it. She had to be the one to say it. <laughs> so I came, so like, oh, okay, fine, you know, like. I already could tell. Your body language was screaming at me. You know what's down, you know? 
Oh, man. So that's how it is for a lot of women. Not every woman, obviously, but <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I had to, after getting kicked twice, you know, after, you know, before that happened. I already, <laughs> yeah, I already knew that was likely to happen, right? So um, I've broken up with, uh, with, with four women that I can remember specifically how painful it was, right? So one of the two of them kicked me. One of them asked me for money because she said she was pregnant and she wanted an abortion. I had to give her money for an abortion. I had to pay her to break up with her. Right? And I had another woman who I, 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 we never actually really got started. We was thinking about it, and but she just was way too unattractive for me, meaning she was way too fat. I met her over the phone. I was selling cars, and she just was just too fat. I was trying because she was a smart woman. I was trying to, I tried to get past the fatness. I couldn't do it. She just was. Wow, she just was too. Fat. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I tried. I just couldn't. You know, and so you know, we 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 met up. She, she uh, lived in Jersey City. She lived in uh, Orange, New Jersey, and um, she was driving. I wasn't yet, and uh, even though I was selling cars, right? So she, you know, picked me up from Newark uh, Penn Station and then drive me around her house. I never actually went in her house. Anyhow, so this last time I she picked me up, we hung out. Um, you know, I said, listen, I, just, I can't really. She was like, okay, so are we in a relationship or not? So I, I, I got I to say, no, I really, I can't do it. I just couldn't do it. I wasn't going to tell her that she's too damn fat for me. I was, I was smart enough to not say that. But she was so fed up, she dropped me off at a bus stop about 10 after midnight. But the bus will stop running for the rest of the night. And I'm in um, West Bubblefuck, New Jersey. So I had a three-hour walk to the train station. January, cold, about 24 degrees that night. And I'm walking. I'm like, well, I guess this is what it's going to cost me to get, you know, break up. All right, I know i got to pay something anyhow. This uh, seems how it goes. Fine, I'll, I'll take my walk. I'll be happy at the end of it, right? I get home about 5 o'clock. About 5 o'clock, she calls me to see if I got home okay. I was so pissed that she's there. I might have punched her in the head. You're going to drop me off and then you're going to check in on me? Get the fuck out of here. Are you crazy? So, <laughs> man, we, when, when, when a couple breaks up, the guy usually pays for it. Y'all feel better because y'all feel bad and then you got to feel better, generally speaking. Of course, it's not every single woman, right? But wait, I don't, so why don't they break up with Guys don't break up with women because it's too hard, or yeah. Well, most of you know, the smart guys, the guys that's broken up with a few women, they'd be like, "Yo, listen, it's me. It's not you. I swear to God, it's just me. It's like I'm, I'm off. I'm weird. Whatever. There's nothing wrong." I can't with hear me. you. Oh, sorry. So, so, that, so, guys, guys that, that went through the breakup process a few times, they're gonna be their basic mindset is gonna be, "No, honey, it's me. It's not you. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just me. I've changed." Or you know, I'm not good enough for you. But they're but they're lying. <laughs> well, some of them are right, and sometimes they will be because it's easier to make her feel good about through the breakup than to get your ass whipped because you said the truth. Right, but you know it's not the truth. I mean, I wouldn't believe that. I would always. Well, myself, I mean, I would. Yeah. Well, you you know you're 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 in the minority. <laughs> You're in a minority, but that's good. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, not, it's obviously not everyone, but I'm saying that that's one of the realities that we have to deal with. 
Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, like, like I'm trying to give you a sense of what, like, what it's like being a man. Now, now, by the time a man is thirty, every man has went through that at least once. Uh-huh. You know, so you know, it's like we gotta make sure we take care of your feelings, and we don't have we don't have a relationship to our feelings the way you do, so we don't even know what what to deal with around your feelings. And then, you know, you you have a concern about safety and security, and you're naturally indirect, so we don't even know you you can't even directly tell us what's going on. And that's the other thing that drives y'all crazy is because we're so direct, y'all can't believe we're direct. So you're wondering when we say I want to go watch TV, what do we really mean? <laughs> You end up overthinking and driving so crazy because we say what we mean and we mean what we say. You know, unless we're lying, and then if you, that's the only question you ask, you can ask yourself: Are we lying to tell the truth? Any other question is a waste of time because we are pretty straightforward and direct. If you ever listen to guys talking to each other, what you'll notice is guys are just being direct. They're just saying what's on their mind. You might be amazed at how direct they are. <laughs> They're just directly saying what's on their mind. Yeah, but you but you can see that, right? Well, yeah. Like when I ask Gene, I'm like, does it bother you that I ask those questions? Like, is he, um, like, is he is he sleeping with anyone else? Is he dating anyone else? And then he's like, why? When I asked him if it bothered him that I asked those questions, he's like, why would it bother me? (laughs) Yeah, like he's being straight. You know? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I'm so freaking scared to ask him. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's what it's like for us. So he would easily waste my time, right? Well, yeah, you know, if he likes you but doesn't want to get committed, then he he could, you know, be that way. He likes you and doesn't want to be committed. You know, doesn't see the value of commitment or doesn't think you're safe enough to be committed with. Because a lot of times for guys, believe it or not, we do have our desired, we do have our concerns about safety. Well, why would yeah. I be safe? Uh, because if you're the type of person that gets emotional, then we have to deal with your emotions, which is not safe. And if we have to deal with your emotions too much, the chances are you're going to start looking at us like a frog. So do you think and I blew it? Do you think I blew it then by getting emotional? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you blew it or not, but I know you didn't enhance the, ch- the chances of a relationship any. See, the thing, the thing is that uh, that I really want to like put out there for you is that um, your um, let me see, how can I say this? Um, there's this issue. It's not an issue. It's this thing that I call the emotional environment. And the only place that a man needs to be safe with this woman, the only thing he needs her to take care of is he needs to know that she's safe to be around emotionally. He don't care about anything else. You're a physical threat. He knows you're a jerk. He's going to leave. You know, if you want to, you know, uh, he doesn't need you to provide him anything. You don't need to buy him anything. You need to feed him anything. Not really. He'll go, just go out and eat him bring food in and share with you. You don't care. You know, he doesn't need you to protect him. None of that stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. You could feed him. You could protect him with your friends and your knowledge. You could do all of these things, but we don't need it. We'll be okay. 
The only thing we need, if we're going to be around you, is for you to be in control of your emotions such that you don't damage us with your emotional outbursts. Well, I mean, I didn't get mad. I just, like, I mean, I just got sad. Like, Yeah, so you could get sad, but if your emotions let him know that he failed because you won't know you're saying he failed, he'll hear it as he failed. Our life is about winning, losing, success, failure. Well, I mean, I'm dealing with his grief. It's like it's it's when I don't know he did fail, and I mean, in a sense, like um, I don't know, like I was, I was, it was genuine, like sadness, like that he's still grieving, and that um, you know, I don't know. You know what? You know what? I think would be a good idea for you at this point. Because, you know, he's grieving, he, and he ain't available. He's not emotionally available. So, you know what would be good is if you went on dates with five different guys in the next month. If I went on what? Dates? No. Yeah, you went on a date with five different guys in the next 30 days. So you in the next actually, month? In the next 30 days, it would be great if you went on dates with five different guys. Mm-hmm. Because it it'd be useful for you to see that there are other guys out there in the world besides him. Well, I just I I feel like when you I don't know I mean back to him like I feel now I'm mad because like I feel like <laughs> if I was if I was standing next to you I would give you a hug right now I swear to God. <laughs> well, what the I can feel your pain. It's like, what am I supposed to do? It's like, I'm having to deal with all his shit. And it's like, like that, like, so now I'm getting punished, I feel like, because I got emotional. It's like, it's not fair. I wouldn't have been crying if he wasn't grieving, you know? Like, I wouldn't be faced with, like, my own sadness for myself that he's not better yet. And, like, I have a lot of empathy, too. So it was like, my, my, I got... It was sad for me and sad for him, and like my eyes welled up, like, and maybe now yeah. he thinks I'm not emotionally safe, and that fucking pisses well, me off. Well, <laughs> I don't know, if, I don't know if he thinks you're not emotionally safe, but I'm, but I'm saying to you that he's not emotionally available. See, he's he doesn't. There's no room in his heart for anyone else yet, and you're trying to enroll him, or, you know convince him or something to be, um, you know, what you want him to be. He can't be that. It ain't in him to do it. Not now. I ain't saying it won't be forever. It ain't not that way right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, the safest thing for you to do if you were my daughter and we was having this conversation, I would tell you to tell have a have a have a drink with him, you know, meet him at the bar and say, Listen, I want to celebrate the relationship that we've had to this point. Cheers, click glasses drink. Now, I'm gonna declare that complete and I'm gonna come with you with a new conversation. You ready? And he's gonna say, Huh, what do you mean? Yeah, okay, I'm ready. And then I'll be like, Listen, I recognize that you're not really emotionally available because you're still boarding with your with your girlfriend. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Call me when you're finished boarding. 
Call me when your grief is over. I'll be happy to start with you again. Meantime, I can't take it that I'm the second. And I, I'm not going to put up with that anymore. And I'm not saying I'm mad at you or anything because you're where you are. I respect where you are. I respect where you are so much that I'm going to leave you there. And you call me back when you're ready and you, you, you're you done. Because I like you a lot and I want to be with you. That's what and I, I want to what? I like you a lot and I, I what? I, I, I like you a lot and I want to be with you, but you ain't got the space for me. So i got to stay away because it hurts too much. So when you're ready, let me know. Meantime, I'll be standing over here, you know, doing my thing. That would be my. Can I have a Can I have a conversation with him and ask him how he is emotionally? Well, well, you could ask him that, but I probably wouldn't because he's already demonstrated it. That's why I would say that to her. (laughs) He's already demonstrated. He ain't ready. He's already trying to be ready, but he's. He's trying to make you happy rather than trying to be complete. Yeah. He's trying to make you ready and trying to make you happy rather than try to get complete. Mm-hmm. He's too busy feeling the pain to do the work to complete is what I'm hearing based on what you said, what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing with his grief. <laughs> I don't know either, but I just saw something on Facebook. I wasn't even trying to see nothing on Facebook. I just saw something on Facebook that just blew my mind. What? It says that uh, Joseph waited 15 years. Abraham waited 25 years, Moses waited 40 years, Jesus waited 30 years. If God is making you wait, you're in very good company. If what? If God is making you wait, you're in very good company. Oh, <laughs> um, he sure is making me wait. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's making me wait too. <laughs> damn That's it. what made me say, that's what made me say, damn. Jeez. Oh, Okay, I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready for that one. Anyhow, um, bottom line is um, it's going to be hard for you to um, understand men, really, if you can't talk about anybody besides him. Because you're going to have to bring in other other relationships you have to bring in other mindsets in order for you to really understand him because, see, understanding him alone is one thing. Understanding him in relationship to other people is another. And so, like, um, you know, uh, how can I say this? You can't understand society if you're only listening to one record or watching one TV show or listening to one commercial. You know, you got to get a global perspective. So between now and, and then, and by the way, so I asked you two questions, actually. The first one, what do you think it's like being a man? What do you think men think it's like being a woman? Um, I have no idea. Got it. Well, for many men, and you'd have to ask each man individually, 
you know, you could actually do this as an assignment. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to tell you to do it, but you could do this as an assignment. Uh, and if you was going to do the assignment, it would be uh, to ask the man, what are they, ask three men in your life, what is it that they uh, think it's like being a woman? You can ask a man if you want. But uh, generally speaking, men think that y'all got it easy because we got to do everything for you. Uh, y'all are, um, um, what's it like being a woman? Um, y'all are um, um, feel pressured by men wanting to have sex with you all the time. Um, you know, the fact that you're, you need safety and security means you walk around being scared a lot of the time. Um, um, what else? Um, that uh, um, y'all um, are confused. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all are confused because you know you want what you want, but you expect us to read y'all's mind, and then you get mad at us for not being able to read your mind. Because that ain't how we built, but anyhow, that's besides the point. <laughs> um, let's see here. You have to go through your menstrual cycle, so that got to be really uncomfortable and painful. We couldn't even imagine what that's like. As far as, I can, so as, far as we're concerned, that sucks. And God bless you that y'all could actually have childbirth because uh, it ain't something we could imagine being able to have, pain-wise or otherwise. Um, well, we don't even know why y'all are attracted to us physically. We have no idea. Gay men may know because the gay men are attracted to men, right? But we don't know what it is about us that you're attracted to. I mean, yeah, we're happy that you are, but we can't see it. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you talking about? It's just a dick. What do you mean? You know? But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so we don't know that. Um, uh, we don't know what it's like for you to be as emotional as you are and how you can survive being that emotional because we can't. So we don't know what that looks like. Most men won't even bring that up, but if you start talking about emotions, you'll see a lot of head scratching. Um, what else about women? Uh, what men think women's life is like? What's it like being a woman? Um, really, most of the time we think it's a, it's a combination of being really easy for y'all because y'all get us to do everything for you. Or it's real Wait. tough because... What? Yeah, I said... We think it's a combination. General, generally speaking, men will think it's a combination between y'all got it easy because we do everything for you. We have to do everything for you. Um, it's hard because y'all get mad at us for not knowing what you want. And because, you know, men supposedly rule the world, y'all don't have the kind of freedom that, that we would have. So it's a, it's a cross between being really, really easy and really, really hard for you as a woman to be a woman. That's what the general population would say. One, you know, if you took if you took two hundred men, and you heard all the basic stuff, you, it would fall into those two categories. Into those categories, I think I said two or three, whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. It would fall into, all of that stuff together combined would, would would fall into those two or three categories. Either it's really easy for y'all, society won't let you do it, or you know it must be tough because you got to deal with your fears and frustrations and confusions and all of that stuff. So it must be tough being a woman especially physically. Um, so that's what, you know, guys would say and say generally speaking. Um, and those are the ones that actually was thinking about it because the rest of them would be like, I don't know, no clue. <laughs> they don't know why, but, you know, they're happy to just do around as long as you're not beating us up mostly. So um, that's, 
you know, that's that's what we think as a rule overall what, what it's like for a um that a man would think it's like for a woman. Now, in session two, the record second recording of the uh QM seminar recording series, we have a long discussion about that. Because I had those women interview men in their lives and, and she they got feedback feedback on what it was that they heard. So I'm not going to ask you to do that unless you want to. If you do, then you're going to do it. If not, don't worry about it. But, uh, <laughs> I think I, I think I should ask Gene. <laughs> well, if you're going to ask Gene, you should ask another another two or three men, including your dad. You know, your dad's still with you? No, he passed away. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I would ask, you know, some men. I would just ask him. But I would ask him. I would include him in, in it, you know? Yeah. What's it like being a man? Ask him, and then ask three other guys. You already got my. You already got my my general assessment, you know. So, <laughs> but but you know, really, both men and women, we're we're blessed, you know, um, with our uh, gifts, our expression, you know, the way the creative design is 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 really great. It's just that we got to appreciate and understand the greatness and how to take advantage of it, you know. So, uh, but that's what I got for you. Uh, again, I'm going to listen to the recording tomorrow. I'm not doing it today. I'm going to listen tomorrow, and then I'll get you your assignment from the first session. Um, and uh, I'd like to have a regularly scheduled day with you, though, you know, I know that it, I may not get that today, but I'd like to have that. Uh, uh, <clears throat> so, wait, I'm trying to think of what I have to do. Today's um, Wednesday. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, Thursdays are generally good. All right. You tell me. Um, like, Thursdays at 11? Okay. Or no, like, Thursdays at 12, actually, would be good. Okay. You want to make that the, the regular time? Yeah. All right. You'll do that. All right. Did so you want? Uh, did you want to do, do this? Thir- did you want to do tomorrow or no? Yep. No, not tomorrow. Um, yeah. Um. I'll, here, listen. I'll do tomorrow under one condition that you actually listen to either session one of that se- series or session two of that series. Either one. If you okay. promise to listen to that and complete and complete. Text okay. me that you did, and then we'll do tomorrow at 12. Either session one or session two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I suggest session one, but, you know. Okay, then I'll do one. Yeah. If you do that, you listen to that, then we'll do. Then we'll have a session tomorrow. But I need to know that beforehand, you know. Okay, I'll text you then. Awesome. <clears throat> and I All promise right. that, yeah, so, um, um, yeah, I promise to listen to, you know, our first recording uh, tomorrow. I won't do it today, but I will do it tomorrow. And then uh, I'll have your assignment that was supposed to be handled then um, by tomorrow night. I won't have it before uh, our uh, uh, 12 noon call should we have it, but I'll have it. I'll have done the, uh, that after the fact. All right? Okay. Okay, cool. Um, All right, awesome. 
Um, what are you walking what, what are you walking away from this session with? Um, I mean, honestly, I'm sad. I'm just say that again. Honestly, I'm sad. I'm sort of grieving. Yeah, totally. Like I, I, I don't know. I can't just stop that for some reason right now. I feel like I've lost something. So. It just made it up there in my head, <laughs> but it might not be the truth. Um, well, I don't think you lost anything um, because I don't know if what you got in the first place, meaning, you know, I, I've been with people who did not have the space for me, and there's nothing you can do to get them to pay attention to you. It's like they have to want to. And even when it's nice, you know, because I forget my friend's name. I think it was Deborah. I don't remember for sure. But, you know, she drove us around. She had a 1965 Mustang original model. This was in the 80s, but still it was, you know, it was a classic then, you know. She was driving us around. I spent a night, had crazy sex with her, you know. We had a good old time, you know. A brother liked me, a family liked me, everybody liked me, but she just wasn't ready to be in a relationship. And I think part of it was that she just she she used that as an excuse to break up with me anyhow, but the bottom line was, you know, she what she said in the beginning was true. <laughs> I ain't listening to it, you know? Duh. So Yeah. If somebody's not available, it's if they're not available, it's not your fault. It's not it's not on you. It's that they're not available. It's not what's wrong with you that they won't give up their availability to be with you or what's wrong with you they don't like you enough. No, they're not available, so that's, that's on them. It's not on you. It's not. Yeah. I don't know how to stress that enough, you know. Well, thank you. Uh, I have to go because I have to get on a call at 1. Um, okay. But thank you so much. <laughs> okay, my pleasure. Talk to you tomorrow. Okay, talk to you tomorrow. I'll text you after I watch or listen. All right. All right, okay, good. Thank you. Have a good day. All right, bye. You bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.